Your partnership makes this community stronger. Your loyal and devoted monthly support makes you a benefactor at heart. The goal of Midnight Snack Podcast is bringing faith to the people by sharing their insights, finding their common grounds and night snackers around the world who find our podcast like food to their soul. We know this faith transforms lives everywhere. It has the power to lend a helping hand and then some. Subscribe now and be part of our journey through greatness. This time on Midnight Snack, we are talking about the story of Amanda Dunn. You can find it on Cora. And it's about when was the first time you realized you were into BDSM? Yeah, all right, let's take a look at this. And here she says, well, if that's, if that's really her, that is. You're not a troll or anything. Honestly, I did not realize that I was into BDSM until a couple of years ago. My last long-term relationship, my then boyfriend, and I were experimental, but I wouldn't say it reached a level to be classified as BDSM per se. We experimented with whips, floggers, and such, but I think it lacked a strong dominant trait for me. I mean, trait for me to take him seriously, although he tried. I believe he was almost as submissive as I am in the bedroom and I always felt like something was missing. Mm -hmm. During one of our breakups, I was introduced to the idea and ultimately turned the man down. Red flag, if quote. If, you know, quote, if a dom asks you to submit to him on the first date, it is a red flag. But it did open up my mind and I began researching the topic extensively. My ex and I got back together, and we attempted to introduce that to access life, but it didn't go anywhere. Years later, we had our final split, and the next man I engaged with, True Dumb. Oh, let's see. It was out of pure luck, because I was not looking for such a man, but over the course of a year-ish, he taught me the logistics, safe word, importance, aftercare, and most importantly, consent. He was very respectful, introduced ideas, and through time and trust, I was able to open up completely to him. And at, a, and at that point, I finally got to understand what true submission felt like. For those who don't know, personally, for a submissive, it takes extreme vulnerability. This crap, that word. <laughs> vulnerability to put all of your trust into your dom. It's not uncommon for submissive to gain feelings for their dom, and I did just that. So eventually, we parted ways as he was not looking for a committed relationship. I still think fondly of him from time to time. BDSM wasn't thrown into my lap as it was a gradual transition, and I may be a late bloomer compared to most. Well, Amanda, that was strike the story. What do you guys think? Leave your comments below and we'll talk about it. All right.
guys so the next part here is uh, from Cora again Cora.com that is is from Taylor Fox theoretical and practical experience this was written one year ago the question is how can I notice a night dawn in real life originally answered how do you spot a night dawn hmm well here, Taylor says, I hate to perpetuate stereotypes, but it's in their eyeballs. Oh, really? The stare, it is quietly intense. Not overtly, but it's very direct, fixated, and penetrating. There is almost a human absence there, and you're looking at something else. Okay. Second of all, eye contact. For some reason, Nai users are very comfortable with eye contact. In fact, they may find it absolutely necessary if they are with someone they don't know. On the other hand, the absolute refusal to make any eye contact whatsoever could be a sign you're with an overstimulated Nai dog. sort of like the contrary the refusal third at rest they aren't really at rest their mind is always busy with something and you can tell this by the far off look in their eyes during transitions like waiting for the bus or on a car ride night dumps and users are more likely to be listening to a podcast, reading an opinion piece, or other things that are feeding their eye. Lastly, out of nowhere, they'll come at you with some crazy what if, what if Gerbils became life-size and began to rule over the world? Okay. We actually have some answers here from Kathleen Listman. The absolute refusal to make eye contact with individual means that they don't they do not like them <laughs> well Taylor Fox says this is very true thank you <laughs> Mark Early says or artistic okay Art Phillips says you as funny as that giant world concurring rodent you are also right on target nine makes use nine makes us a bit spooky Thank you for a delightful read. Halifax answers, I am glad you enjoyed it. Andrew Filkin says, that what if scenario is a very neat thing to do. <laughs> Sierra Schwartz says, what if the globalists are taking over? <laughs> All right, Sierra. Jennifer Archibald says, very true. Tina Park says, 
Which types are considered the nine dom? Thomas answers INTJ, INFJ. Yotora says, I could agree the most with the intense, the, the intense, I mean, the intense there. Sometimes when listening to the conversation between two family members, they'll find you having this piercing stare on nothing and ask you if you're angry. Okay. Lily Reason says, this sounds very accurate. I really enjoyed reading this. Well, I did enjoy reading this for you guys, and I hope you did too. Please leave your comments below. This was from Cora, uh, uh, Taylor Fox, that is, written one year ago. Again, this is Midnight Snack. It's more than just pillow talk.